Good morning and welcome to another episode of Roadmap to Heaven here on Covenant Network on this Wednesday, July 12th at 7 a.m. I'm Adam Wright and we are together for the hour and that is a very joyful thing for me. I'm always really just honored and privileged to start my morning with you here on the radio. Let's begin our hour together in prayer as we pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. We dedicate all of our thoughts, words, and actions to the greater glory of God in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I was, you know, it's kind of a toss-up for me where I'd like to start today. So I'll start with this. Here's what's ahead on the show. We're going to be visiting with uh, Zipper Zeppa and Kathy Gilmore about the Celebrate Marriage it, 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 it's it's fantastic. We're, we're going to talk, be talking about celebrating marriage and it's a, a program that they have. We're also going to hear from Father Kirby about our duties in prayer during ordinary time and spiritual growth. And we're going to continue to hear from Father Carlos Martins as we do this series uh, on exorcism this week and some of the things he encounters as an exorcist and what that means for you're, you're saying, well, wait a minute, I'm not an exorcist. I, why, why do I need to know this? Well, we might fall into some of the traps that people fall into, some of the snares of the devil. I love that when we pray the St. Michael prayer, by the way. Protect us from the wickedness and snares of the devil. It makes me think back. Did you ever watch uh, Bugs Bunny when you were growing up? And they'd put out the trap, and he'd always find something to put in the trap. You know, sometimes I wonder if that's what it's like spiritually, that the devil's putting out those traps, and, and we have to, with the grace of God, be like Bugs Bunny and get around them and work around them. I don't know. I don't know. But Father knows, and that's why we're going to hear from him about what we need to be doing. Now, it's uh, someone said to me yesterday, oh, did you snag any deals for Prime Day? It's an online shopping sale at this giant online retailer. And I said, no. And I said, oh, you got to go back every every hour or two. They update it. And there's new deals. There's new sales. And, you know, sometimes I'm like that. I'm like, oh, I got to watch for the deal. I got to watch for the sale. There might be something good, something that up until this moment I never knew I needed. But now that it's on sale, let me tell you how much I need it right now. I used to be really bad at that, by the way. I would do that. Oh, you know, I, I never even knew I needed this. But look at this price. It's amazing. I better get it now. You know, and now I've got a basement full of junk because I did that. And yet every day we go through life. And what, what's the greatest deal ever? The greatest deal ever is that God is love and he's reaching out to us and saying, hey, I created you in my image and likeness because I love you. I And... You know, okay, you messed things up. You messed up the relationship, Adam. But that's, you know what? You're sorry, and you came to me to say you're sorry. So have I got a deal for you? I am going to offer you my mercy and my forgiveness in this sacrament of reconciliation at no cost. You don't have to pay. It's it's not even discounted because it's never been a price. It's been humble, contrite, spirit, firm purpose of amendment. Come to the confessional. Go to the sacrament of reconciliation. Mercy awaits. Oh, you need the grace to get through the day? Well, yeah, you could buy that energy drink for only ninety nine nine ninety five or whatever it is. Or you could come to me, and all you have to do is ask, Lord, give me the grace. God, give me the grace I need to be a husband today, to be a father today. I'll give you the grace. You know, I'll sustain you. I will give you myself, 
body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Most Holy Eucharist each and every day. And we take it for granted, don't we? Some days we just really take that for granted, and we shouldn't. So maybe if we focus our attention not so much on the things we didn't even know we needed, but now that's an amazing deal, so I better buy it while I have the opportunity. Leave that aside and focus on the essentials that God is offering us every day. All we have to do is go to him humbly and ask, and he's waiting there to give them to us. That's just my uh, my little soapbox for the day here on this Wednesday morning. Let's go to Mike Roberts for a look at the weather and today's Saint of the Day. Today is the feast day of Saints John Jones and John Wall, who were martyrs in England. Born in Wales in the 15th century, John Jones came from a family that refused to participate in the Protestant Reformation, practicing their faith in spite of the clear dangers of doing so during the reign of Queen Elizabeth. As a boy, he entered the Franciscan monastery in Greenwich, but not long after it was closed. So he was sent to France to finish his studies, and it was there he became a priest. Then Father John Jones returned to England to lead his fellow Catholics and twice was arrested for administering the sacraments, but he refused to quit. In 1596, he was arrested a third time, this time condemned, And in 1598, he was drawn, quartered, and executed for being a Catholic priest in England. John Wall was born two years after that. He was educated in France and became a priest in 1645. Then he returned to England where he served for several years. Eventually, John Wall entered the Friars Minor, becoming governor of the Royal Grammar School where he served for a quarter century. However, In 1678, a man named Titus Foulkes fabricated a plot about a Catholic conspiracy to murder King Charles II. As a result, Father John Wall was arrested, condemned, and executed for being a Catholic priest in England. Saints John Jones and John Wall, please pray for us. I'm meteorologist Mike Roberts for Covenant Network. Have a blessed day. Saint of the Day can arrive each morning by subscribing on your favorite podcast player. Search Covenant Network to see all our podcasts. Well, Zipper Zeppa was just with us recently on the show to talk about a movie called The Sound of Freedom. And Zip, I was so excited to see that hit number one at the box office. Praise be God for that. Yes, indeed. Praise be to God because it exceeded all expectations, all dreams, really. It was blessed by the Lord. Incredible response from the people. More than four million people coming out to see it in the first six days. Just unbelievable. And, you know, I would love to say that's what we're here to talk about, but I'm actually <laughs> excited. We have other things to talk about. We have to talk about marriage. Yes. And uh, we get to talk about marriage. It's, I love talking about marriage. As someone who's coming up on 14 years, uh, I, I feel like I've crossed from rookie. I'm, no, I'm nowhere near veteran yet, <laughs> but I'm, I'm in that, uh, you know, whatever the sports analogy would be of the career, you know. I'm a clubhouse leader. Clubhouse <laughs> leader. Anyway, uh, you brought Kathy Gilmore with you, and we're here to talk about the Celebrate Catholic Marriage Experience, which is a new program from Mater Media. Uh, tell us a little bit about this. I, I, I love celebrating, I love being Catholic, and I love marriage, so what are we talking about here? And you're going to love this, Adam. This is great. This is it. Uh, yeah, we'll bring people together in a parish for an event, you know, have some fun, fun and laughter, joy, celebrate their Catholic marriage. That's why we call it the Celebrate Catholic Marriage Experience. And then we launch them on a seven-day journey so they can work on their marriages, be inspired, be strengthened, be uh, motivated to improve things, make things better, give glory to God, reach the marriage mountaintop over a seven-day period. And when we say day, it's God's days. It's not just 24 hours a day. 
Okay, now this is this is a little different than what I'm used to because I'm used to hearing the invitations to come to the marriage retreat, uh, come to the marriage conference, come to the, the prayer group in the parish that meets every week throughout the year, and you're committed, open-ended for as long as you want to be committed to that. To hear seven-day experience, that's a, a little new for me. Absolutely. And the way this is designed is that the parish event launches the couples and they get to put it on their schedule, on their time frame. We want them to actually put it in their calendar so that they make time to have that special hour or so that's a little guided conversation. It's not a typical date. It's not a typical, hey, what what are we doing today and tomorrow and the next day? You know, they're actually focused on improving and enriching their marriage. And uh, the whole plan of seven days is a strategic journey that actually mirrors the rhythm of married life. All right. I love this. So tell us a little bit about uh, what we can expect. If, if this comes to our parish, and, and we'll talk in a little bit about how to bring it to our parish if, if sure. that's something they're interested in. Um, but but I go to the, the event. What's going to happen there? Well, you're going to be broken into groups of three, three couples, and you're going to discuss some very interesting things like, uh, how did you meet? Nice icebreaker. Everybody's happy to share the story of how they met. Then we dive a little deeper. We say, what's one of the hardest things you ever had to go through in your marriage? And how did your Catholic faith help you get through it? So now people are sharing with each other about things that are difficult in their life. And they see that they're not alone, Adam. They're sharing. They're opening up, sharing things from their marriages with other people about their marriages. Then we bring them back up again. What's one of the funniest things? What brought the most joy into your marriage? What's one of the funniest things ever happened in your marriage? So now in two minutes, that room is filled with raucous laughter. People are exchanging stories. And it builds community instantly right there. I got to tell you about the prayer. that We call this the marriage miracle prayer because I found out about a tradition in Croatia where there was a community that over a hundred years had never had a divorce. And we're like, well, what was their secret sauce? And it was a um, tradition where they would say their wedding vows over a crucifix. And so I looked up what the prayer was that they prayed. And so we've adapted that prayer for the couples to pray with a crucifix at the Celebrate Catholic Marriage Experience event. And then, as they go through their seven days, we have them start their conversation with that prayer. Now, let's talk about those seven days for a moment. After the event itself, which is you know really the launch point, um, then you are going to go home, and it's going to be you and your spouse, and you're going to pick these seven days. You find the time that works for you. You really get—it's nice because you can set the schedule based on your family's obligations. You just have to make the time. Correct. What are we going to go through in those seven days? Well, you're going to have a little workbook that is very, very simple, all right? It is about a quarter of an inch thick. I mean, this is not a lot of content to have to read through. And really, all the content from each of the seven chapters of the seven days is a conversation starter. It's just to provoke thought and reflection so that then you can start a conversation. My husband and I are doing it right now. And it's so cute because we read the content. We actually read it aloud. He doesn't want to read ahead because <laughs> guys don't like homework. But I read it to him when we sit down together and then we talk about it. And it always launches us off on some tangent of the things that we needed to talk about as opposed to just 
just the topic. The topic is always a springboard. And that's what it's designed to be. That's why this is so cool, because it's what your marriage needs, as opposed to what somebody else is telling you to do. So if you're listening and you've been married one year, three years, five years, 10 years, 20 years, 25 years, 50 years, this is for you. Yes. Exactly. The Celebrate Catholic Marriage experiences for everybody. All right. I, I love this. Now, really quick before we run out of time here on the radio, and I hope you can stick around after the show and, and we'll talk some more for our podcast listeners. Um, someone might be saying, oh, I love the idea of this, and we have a great marriage ministry at our parish. We should see if we can make this part of it. How can they bring the event to their parish? How can they launch this in their parish and then have this available for the couples? Very simple. They get in touch with us, and uh, they get a, a couple that wants to lead it at the parish. We don't want to put a lot of pressure on the pastors. Priests are overwhelmed these days. And then that couple gets other couples to organize things, and it happens. One night, one event, that's it. So the pastor isn't having to book things and show up all the time or anything else, and then it's away. All right. And where can they go to get that information? Montermedia.org. All right. This is absolutely wonderful. Well, Zip, Kathy, thank you so much for coming in to share with our listeners about the Celebrate Catholic Marriage Experience. I, I think the one question I do want to hit before we go to the break here really quick is what about the parish where maybe that's just not possible or it, it's a small parish, it's a rural parish? Uh, how can someone who wants to participate in this? They can go to the matermedia.org website to the Celebrate Catholic Marriage page, and you can do this whole process individually. And it's more than just the workbook and the time. There's a whole series of emails that come with with motivational videos that are entertaining and fun to watch and real short, and a video series that Chuck Neff created that are about real-life couples with real-world struggles. So it's a comprehensive program that um, anybody can benefit from, whether you're doing it in a big group with a parish or whether you're doing it on your own. All right, and that's at matermedia.org, M-A-T-E-R media.org. We want to thank Zip and Kathy for coming in to talk about the Celebrate Catholic Marriage Experience. We are going to take a break. And for our podcast listeners, Zip and Kathy are going to stick around after the show to talk more about the Celebrate Catholic Marriage Experience. And for our radio listeners, be sure to check out the Roadmap to Heaven podcast and all of our great Covenant Network podcasts by visiting our website at ourcatholicradio.org. We'll be back after this. Prayer to Our Lady of Perpetual Help. O Mother of Perpetual Help, Grant that I may ever invoke thy most powerful name, which is the safeguard of the living and the salvation of the dying. O purest Mary, O sweetest Mary, let thy name henceforth be ever on my lips. Delay not, O blessed lady, to help me whenever I call on thee, for in all my needs, in all my temptations, I shall never cease to call on thee, ever repeating thy sacred name, Mary, Mary. Have you ever heard the gospel read at Mass or picked up your copy of the Bible at home and been going through the gospels and say, said to yourself, I wonder who put this together and how they put it together or how the scriptures were compiled together and who decided what went in and, you know, why is it that my, my Protestant friend, their Bible doesn't have as many books in it as mine does? Well, these are all questions that I think almost every one of us has asked at some point or another, and we're happy to have with us today Gary Machuda, the author of The Gospel Truth, How We Can Know What Christ Taught. Gary, thanks for being with us on Roadmap to Heaven today. 
Oh, thanks for having me. You know, th- those were a lot of questions we just put out there in the intro to this segment. And uh, the the title of your book actually says, How We Can Know What Christ Taught. So I, th- I think I want to flip those words around for a moment and ask you that question. How can we know what Christ taught? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I'm glad we had a couple hours to talk about that. Um, well, you know, when we look at the Gospels, and that's what I try to do in the book, is I look at it from maybe a person that is not a believer, maybe a little skeptical. When you look at the Gospels, what you see is that there is a deliberate attempt to format Jesus' teaching in a way that's easy to recall. And then I, I go further and I ask the question whether or not, I mean, how do we know the Gospel writers, even if this was accurate, what Jesus said and did, how do we know they didn't embellish or lie about what he did? And uh, the answer ultimately is the early church. That's important because we talk about two things, and this is one of the things that sets our Catholic Church apart, is Scripture and tradition. So it's not just that it's in the Scripture, but it's also the tradition that accompanies the Scripture. So how can how can the early church yeah. help us to know this? Yeah, well, uh, the, you know, the New Testament writes some pretty big checks in terms of claims about Jesus. And as you know, when you go to the bank, if you have a $5 check, they'll just run it through. But if you have a million-dollar check, you can't go through the drive-thru. you got to go in there, they got to call up, make sure the things are there. Why? Because there's a risk involved. They want to make sure there's funds. Same thing with the Gospels. The Gospels make these big claims. And, you know, changing religions in the first century wasn't just a life choice, an opinion. It, it, was, it could uh, spell life and death. It could spell whether or not you lose everything or you retain everything. And so people checked it out. They verified it. And in my book, I give evidence to show that, yeah, even on the pages of the Gospels, we see evidence that the first Christians really did check out to see whether the claims made in the Gospels are true. Now, why is this important for us? That, that might be a question that sometimes we skip over because we just have been raised to know this is important. But you said you approached this perhaps from the skeptic or non-believer's perspective. And, you know, if, if we're just looking at Christianity and Catholicism as, you know, one philosophy among many, uh, here's some teachings of this guy named Jesus. They might be good for you to follow if you want to have a good life, but it's just something we're putting out there. Uh, but but it's not that. I mean, we we are talking yeah. about the per, the second person of the Holy Trinity. We are talking about the person who says, "I am the way, the truth, and the life." Why does this matter? Yeah, it's precisely that. We're surrounded in a culture that's quickly becoming not only non-Christian but anti-Christian, and most people don't even know who Jesus is. They may have heard the name spoken here and there, but they don't really see what's so important about this Jesus. And, uh, you know, I, that's why I do. I start off my book by explaining, you know, there's something mysterious about this first century rabbi that impacted Western civilization. So what do we know about his teachings? And, and that's what ultimately we need to do. We need to connect the dot between Jesus when he walked the earth and how we know what he did and taught here in uh, 2023. Now, when I think of this book, which I have in front of me, The Gospel Truth, and some of the other books I've read on sacred scripture, especially from our friends at the St. Paul Center for Biblical Theology, you know, I think of the fact that I'm not going to remember everything you say in the book. But as I've been reading it, I'm saying, this makes a lot of sense, and this makes a lot of sense. And it's going to help me one day when someone says, Adam, how can you believe all of that? How can you Catholics believe this, that, and the other thing? And so I... 
I love the idea of having this resource as something I can go to in the future to say, well, here, let me actually help you answer that question and show you some things in this book here. As we wrap up, Gary, you know, one of the things I love is that every time I I go into a scripture study, and it could be a passage of scripture I've looked at a hundred times before, I always find something new. And I'm curious, as you were putting this book together, what's something new that you learned that you just absolutely love? Yeah, well, you know, you're right. Every time you read the Word of God, there's always new insights and, and new angles. And so what was really fun with this book, when I approached it as a Catholic apologist who defends the faith, is, you know, the things that I, I just assumed was Bibleese, just the way Jesus and the Apostles taught, uh, talked at that time, actually I found out that, you know, th- these these things were done on purpose. And uh, so, yeah, I, I learned a lot, actually, by writing this book, because there's a lot of things that we see all the time. But, you know, once you look at it from that angle, it takes on a whole new perspective. All right, wonderful. The book is The Gospel Truth, How We Can Know What Christ Taught by Gary Machuda. It's available through Emmaus Road Publishing. You can visit EmmausRoad.org. Gary, I want to thank you for being on the show with us this morning, and uh, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk about the sacred scriptures a little bit more in depth in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for having me. We're going to take a break here on Roadmap to Heaven. Stay tuned. Prayer for God's Blessing of One's Daily Work O Lord my God, Creator and Ruler of the universe, it is your will that human beings accept the duty of work. May the work I do bring growth in this life to me and to those I love and help to extend the kingdom of Christ. Give all persons work that draws them to you and to each other in cheerful service. I unite all my work with the sacrifice of Jesus in the Holy Mass that it may be pleasing to you and give you glory. I beg your blessing upon all my efforts. With St. Joseph as my example and guide, help me to do the work you have asked and come to the reward you have prepared. Amen. Let's have a little catequiz this morning here on Roadmap to Heaven. And you know, it's been a while since we gave the wheel a spin, so let's give the wheel a spin to get a category today. And our category is prayer. So here is our catequiz question from prayer today. What is the name of the prayer devotion traditionally recited in Roman Catholic churches, convents, and monasteries three times daily at 6 a.m., noon, and 6 p.m., and frequently accompanied by the ringing of bells? Prayer of devotion traditionally recited in churches, convents, and monasteries three times a day at 6, noon, and 6, and frequently accompanied by the ringing of bells is the Angelus. And it's an important prayer. You know, it's an important prayer. Especially as we were talking uh, before the break, and and by the way, during the break, that was Matt Marr with Your Grace is Enough. Uh, We were talking about the importance of staying protected from the snares of the devil. Well, you know who's a great protector? The Blessed Mother. And I I think of what Father was saying about temptation, and I think of what a a confessor once said to me. He said, anytime you're struggling with temptation, go to the Blessed Mother. Start praying the rosary. Start praying Hail Marys. 
think of what Bishop Hugh Doyle said. We used to hear this all the time on our airwaves, that you can't persist in mortal sin and pray the rosary daily. You're either going to give up the rosary or you're going to give up the mortal sin. And my experience has been you give up the mortal sin if you can stick with that rosary. So let's turn to the Blessed Mother today. We're going to get you another check of the weather and our daily dose of encouragement here on Roadmap to Heaven. The B1 Prayer Eternal Father, at the Last Supper, your Son prayed that all who bear His name might be one. Send the Holy Spirit upon us to make us one in Christ. Strengthen our faith in You. Lead us to love one another. Unite our service to our brothers and sisters, and join us together as we build your church in our midst. Take away divisions that hinder our unity in Christ, so we may, with one mind and voice, as members of one body, praise and glorify you. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. This week on the Daily Dose of Encouragement, Patty Schneier is sharing with us about litanies. And yesterday we looked at the Litany of Consolation, which was absolutely beautiful. I went and I looked it up, and I, I absolutely love it. So I am excited, Patty, to know what litany you are going to share with us today. Many of you may already know this litany. It's become very, very popular in recent times. This is the Litany of Trust by Sister Faustina Maria Pia, one of the Sisters of Life. From the belief that I have to earn your love, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that I am unlovable, deliver me, Jesus. From the false security that I have what it takes apart from you, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear that trusting you will leave me more destitute, deliver me, Jesus. From all suspicion of your words and promises, deliver me, Jesus. From the rebellion against childlike dependency on you, deliver me, Jesus. From refusals and reluctances in accepting your will, deliver me, Jesus. From anxiety about the future, deliver me, Jesus. From resentment or excessive preoccupation with the past, deliver me, Jesus. From restless self-seeking in the present moment, deliver me, Jesus. From disbelief in your love and presence, Deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of being asked to give more than I have, deliver me, Jesus. From the belief that my life has no meaning or worth, deliver me, Jesus. From the fear of what love demands, deliver me, Jesus. From discouragement, disillusionment, and despair, deliver me, Jesus. That you are continually holding me, sustaining me, loving me, Jesus, I trust in you. That your love goes deeper than my sins and failings and transform me. Jesus, I trust in you. That not knowing what tomorrow brings is an invitation to lean on you. Jesus, I trust in you. That you are with me in my suffering. Jesus, I trust in you. That my suffering, united to your own, will bear fruit in this life and the next. Jesus, I trust in you. That you will not leave me orphan. That you are present in your church. Jesus, I trust in you. That your plan is better than anything else. Jesus, I trust in you. That you always hear me and in your goodness always respond to me. Jesus, I trust in you. That you give me the grace to accept forgiveness and to forgive others. Jesus, I trust in you. That you give me all the strength I need for what is asked. Jesus, I trust in you. That my life is a gift. Jesus, I trust in you. That you will teach me to trust you. Jesus, I trust in you, that you are my Lord and my God. Jesus, I trust in you. And finally, 
that I am your beloved one. Jesus, I trust in you. That is the litany of trust. That is also a litany that is going to become part of our regular prayer routines in our house, Patty. That was absolutely beautiful. I mentioned at the beginning of the show that I wasn't sure where I wanted to start today, and we were talking about better than any deal out there is what God freely offers us each and every day. Here's the other thing I was thinking about, though. Uh, we had somebody get hurt last night at the house. Minor, minor. I shouldn't even use the word hurt. Minor, minor uh, thing. But, you know, with kids, even the minor things are now major things, right? Every every little bruise is the end of the world. Every little scrape. I remember a few weeks ago, one of the kids slid in the grass out front, sliding down the hill, as kids do. I used to roll down the hill. Now I got a scrape. It's like, well, you just slid down a hill. Anyway, it was one of those things where we were saying, well, how did this happen? You know, we were trying to learn the lesson from it. How did this happen? And it's like, well, I think so-and-so did this. We said, no, 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 no. How did this happen? Well, I was distracted. I was playing with something. You told me to set it down. You told me to leave it alone. And uh, rather than do, I, I brought it with me and then I set it down and then I tripped over it, right? So what's the lesson? Well, do what you say. Yeah, it's not that dad doesn't want you to have fun. It's not that dad doesn't want you to go through life. Uh, you know, dad doesn't want you to go through life miserable. But I'm telling you things to keep you safe, to keep you healthy, to keep you, keep you whole, right? And then I thought, Adam, you know, the father is saying that to you all the time. And yet, just like your kids here, you say, I know better. I got a better plan. It's okay. I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. And then spiritually, I get hurt because I didn't listen to the Father. So today, as we go out, let's just endeavor to do God's will because he's got his will for us because he loves us. Let's do it. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. All glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Mary, Mother of the Church, pray for us. St. Joseph, terror of demons, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Tune in tomorrow morning. We're going to be checking in with the uh, pilgrims going across the country right now on their bicycles, biking for babies, which culminates in their celebration of life this Saturday, July 15th. We'll have more information on that on the show tomorrow as well. In the meantime, for Covenant Network, I'm Adam Wright. Thanks for listening to Roadmap to Heaven. And keep yourself safe today spiritually. Draw close to the Blessed Mother who tells you because she loves you. Pray the rosary today. Well, hello again, podcast listeners. Uh, we have a little bonus content for you today on Roadmap to Heaven. Zipper Zeppa and Kathy Gilmore were with us on the show today to talk about the Celebrate Catholic Marriage Experience. And just as a reminder, this is a, an event that then launches you into seven days with your spouse at home. I'm really excited about this, and uh, I have a feeling if Beth is listening to today's show, She's going to be really excited about this, and we're going to be on Mater Media's website by the end of the day looking this up for us. And if not, I'm just going to have to have it ready to go when she gets home from work, and we'll be talking about it. Um, I, I love this. As someone who's married, you know, and, and, and we're, we're coming up on 14 years. We've got kids ages 6 through 13. Going away for a weekend is an almost impossible task if we're not taking the kids with us. 
Um, going away for a series of weeknights is a logistical nightmare of who's going to babysit. And I think we're almost to that point of the kids' lives where it's, well, they can just stay home. You know, we, we can go away for the night and that'll be okay. But to have something that we can do at home on our own terms while the kids are, you know, coloring in the other room or whatever, playing out in the backyard, this is absolutely wonderful. So I have to ask this question. Where did this idea come from? Well, it originated with Chuck Neff, who came to us. He said, I want to write a novel about marriage because people really are hurting in their marriages. So he wrote a novel called The Deal. We published it. And then a few months later, he says, you know, we got to do more. I'm going to write a workbook to help married couples. So he wrote a workbook called Seven Days to a Marriage Worth Celebrating. And then he came back and he said, you know, we got to get people together in a community and parish. we got to get couples out doing this experience and going deeper because a lot of people just don't buy a, buy a book or read a book. So that's how it started, and it's just grown into something that we uh, kind of wanted to energize it and uh, bring it together in a, in, a, in a fashion that's understandable and yet uh, personalized so every marriage can benefit from it. We like to say this isn't a uh, speaker-oriented program. It's not. It's not a program because every marriage is different. We say every couple is the expert in their own marriage because they're dealing with things that other people may not be dealing with right now. So it uh, tailors itself to wherever you are in your marriage, whether you're suffering in your marriage, whether your marriage is stagnant, whether you're exhausted in your marriage because you got kids running all around, you got to pay the bills and you're losing your job and all kinds of pressure, or whether you have a flourishing marriage. It's good for everyone. Everyone can learn from this. Now, I think of every program I've ever been to in Catholic world, uh, there's always a goal in sight. But, I mean, with marriage, it's simple. The goal is we want strong, holy marriages. Yes. But, but what is your hope for the couple that goes through this program? They go to the event. They do the seven days at home. How are they different at the end of this? We want couples to be truly happy and holy connected together because there's a lot of the audience that's going to listen to this podcast are people that are highly engaged in parish life and all that kind of stuff. And I know from personal experience that when you want to do great work for God, the enemy, the spiritual enemy, often does not attack the work. It attacks the marriage of the people doing the work. Because if you undermine the marriage, then the work will tank automatically. And so it's been a double whammy. So what we're the goal is, is to strengthen and fortify these marriages so that they are ready for those hits from the enemy, from the culture, and so that they're stronger in being able to raise children that love their faith because mom and dad are actually smiling and laughing and dancing in the kitchen. We want that and we want that holy, joyful prayer time as a family, not the, oh, God, we got to pray. Oh, sit down, blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? We want more of that that joy that comes from a really authentically connected, holy marriage. That, that's so important what you bring up there, Kathy, because, I, I mean, that's lived experience, I think, for anyone who's marriage. When, when the marriage is going well, everything else in life, even if that stuff's not going well, it's bearable because you have that spouse that you come home to. You have that place of refuge, that place to be recharged before you go back out. But it doesn't matter how great everything else in life is. If your marriage is falling apart or if your marriage is in distress or in trouble, 
everything else is going to fall apart. And, you know, we, we got that very clear warning at Fatima uh, right. that the devil's attack was going to be on marriage and the family. So I, I think of where I live in a very urban area. We had a rash of car break-ins. So what did we do? We all took our valuables out of our cars, and every night, you know, we made sure at 9 o'clock, we actually got a little postcard in the mail at 9 o'clock, make sure your cars are locked. And you could hear on our street this litany of, you know, of everybody locking their car with their key fob from the living room. It's like, oh, I heard my neighbor. I'll lock mine. You know, that that's a no-brainer. That makes sense. So if we would do that for our cars, why would we not do this for our marriage? Exactly. Now, in, in the radio segment we we did earlier, Kathy, you were mentioning this Croatian prayer. And I've seen this before, and I've seen this tradition where the couple has a cross that they hold on their wedding day at the church during the nuptial mass, and they pray this prayer, and then they take that crucifix home, and they hang it in the home. But let's talk about this. I mean, that statistic, what was it, zero percent divorce zero. rate? Zero, yes. That's zero, unbelievable. Zero <laughs> divorces for a hundred years. I mean, Truly, that's what we need. I mean, think of all of us were doing that. We're clinging to the cross, bringing everything that's good, bad, difficult, joyful, whatever, to the cross in our marriage. How would that transform our attitude toward our spouse? All right. Now, tell us a little bit about that prayer again. But do we know where that came from or... or? All we know, All we know from the research that I was able to do is that... When the couple is at their wedding day, they say their vows, which is the normal, you know, Catholic vows. But then the priest would pray a prayer over the couple, and it would be this whole thing of Jesus, your cross represents the greatest act of love of all time. We take hold of your cross. This is this is based on what the priest would typically say at that wedding. And so what we've just done is repurposed it so that the couple can say it themselves at any time. Now, Zip, what are you hearing from couples that have gone through this? What's the feedback you're receiving so far? Well, it's a little too early to uh, tell because this is a new program we're launching now, and uh, but we expect tremendous uh, response from, as I said, it's so broad. Any married couple, Catholic married couple can do it and benefit from it. And the resources we provide are, are just uh, deep and, and rich. Um, every week, people go through these seven days, they get a seven to ten minute video from Kathy and me. We put a little humor into it, mm-hmm. but we give them tips and encouragement and inspiration in their marriage, and we encourage them to do the workbook, to do the program. So they do the program, and then they're, they're spending an hour. We say, spend an hour where you get away from the kids you're in your house but you didn't tell the kids to go somewhere else it's your hour and you go through the steps and the and thing the workbook and then on top of that we have 15 30 minute videos that chuck neff produced these are incredible ewtn airs them every year around valentine's day and then they repeat them during the year at various times and they are each is an individual married couple dealing with a problem or a challenge in their marriage so we make these available to all the married couples at home to whatever they, uh, whatever problem they need to address. There's one on fidelity. I mean, uh, Tony and Tina Ruiz out in California, they cheated on each other. But through their Catholic faith, they came back and their marriage is stronger than ever. If someone is having a problem with pornography and it's ruining the marriage, well, there's a video about that, about a couple bearing their soul about how they overcame this problem through the grace of God and their Catholic faith. Um, if there's somebody who needs divorce, if somebody's addicted, if someone has lost a child, if someone's committed suicide in the family, how do you deal with this? Well, there are couples sharing real-life experiences 
personal experience of how they got through it to inspire others to do the same. I love that because it, it, it's edifying to know that no matter what your struggle is in your marriage, you're not alone. Right. Yes. And uh, I, I, I often come back to this. It was a lesson I learned in high school youth group that what does the devil really do? Because it's kind of twofold. First, he tells you before you commit the sin, it's not that bad. In <laughs> fact, you should do it. God's just a downer. Do you really nothing? Nothing bad's going to happen to you. That's the first lie. You can do it. It's OK. Nothing bad's going to happen to you. And then after you commit the sin, the second lie is. Look at what you've done. You should be so ashamed. No one else has ever done that. You're the only one, and you're a terrible person. You're, you're destined for hell. And I remember early on in our marriage, and Beth and I have been very open about this over the last 10 years, um, we were about five years in, and we realized that we never learned how to argue with one mm. another. And in shock, surprise, in the course of marriage, there will be disagreement <laughs> from time to time. And we didn't know how to navigate disagreement. And we were both incredibly frustrated. And we went to a, a priest friend of ours who said, go see this counselor. You're, you're going to love her. And we went and she's like, well, first off, you're not alone. I've got books upon books upon books on this. And second, here's how you two interact. And here's how you, you can navigate this. And here's how you bring our Lord into this. And here's how you go forth different from this. And now we're out there shouting it from the mountaintops like, there is hope, don't give up. And while our story, as you said multiple times, our story is not going to be the same as someone else's story, there's probably things we can all learn from one another yes. and we can go from there. So to hear these different stories that you've gathered in these videos, uh, that's an amazing resource. Well, and the other piece of this is very practical. The reason why... We have focused um, the, the videos coming out on a routine basis via email to the couple's inbox, and it's to the husband's inbox and the wife's inbox. It's not just one-sided, is that we know that the nature of things in marriage is you let everything else in your life, in your family, get in the way of taking time for your marriage. And so we want to be right in their face, motivating them in a charming and fun and joyful way, not a shake the finger at you way, but to get them focused and make sure that they take this special time for themselves. And you give us the questions, because as I said earlier, you know, in that in, in between, we're not rookies, but we're not veterans yet. We're, we're hitting that point where sometimes we go out on date night. We just went out the other night to our, our favorite Italian restaurant and about 20 minutes in, we, we ran out of things because we had a rule. We're not going to talk about the kids. So we ran out of things to talk about because the kids are so much of our lives right now. Yes. Then we really enjoyed listening to the, the very loud conversation that was happening among a couple people at the bar near our table. But, you know, this would have been great to say, all right, Ask each other these questions. Answer these questions together. Uh, you take all the, the stress of, well, what do we talk about out of the equation? It's, mm -hmm. it's great. Anything else we haven't covered that you want to share with our listeners before we sign off here? Well, the one thing I wanted to just kind of bring up is when people go to Celebrate Catholic Marriage page on the matermedia.org website, if they scroll down, they're going to see a little infographic about the seven-day journey, what this seven-day journey is. And this was something that, that was the fruit of Chuck Neff's, uh, we haven't said this before, Chuck Neff and his wife Judy have spent probably, what, 20 years working in marriage ministry through Marriage Encounter 
in leadership in Marriage Encounter, and they were part of the force that brought Retrovi to St. Louis. And I always joke because my husband and I went on a Marriage Encounter retreat and fought the entire time, so we literally flunked Marriage Encounter. And I will always go to my dying deathbed thinking that it was because of Bill and I that Retrovi was formed. (laughs) I can't take full credit, but we definitely were the poster child of people that should have had (laughs) retro life. But anyway, the reason I'm bringing this up is the seven-day journey goes from your wedding day to focusing on romance, disillusionment in a marriage, and then how love being sacrificial is how you restore your marriage. Well, many marriages go through a rhythm of those four things. But the seven-day journey takes you to that next step of putting God first, living a lifestyle all in with faith as your foundation, and then how that leads you to the rest and the best of your life. And so the reason we want people so much to go on this journey is we don't want them to get stuck on that lower loop of where you're happy, you go down low, you recover, and then you just get by. And you never go into that deeper place where God is really strengthening and empowering your marriage to be all that you would have ever dreamed it to be. Yeah, I mean, that was that, that was our story. And, and I remember our counselor saying to us, like, listen, you have three choices in front of you. Two are really bad, and one is amazing. Choice number one, bad choice. Ignore the problem and just keep going through the cycle for the rest of your marriage and the rest of your life, and you're going to be spending more time in misery than you are in joy. Choice number two, the culture will tell you, just go get a divorce. Start over. Hit the reset button. We're Catholic. It's not an option. Your marriage is valid. You both have attested to that. So two bad options. Third option, learn how God can get you through this by learning who you are, who you've been called to be, how you interact. I, I love telling this story that you know she had us do the uh, Myers-Briggs about four different times, twice at home, twice in her office, and then she brought out this folder. And it's like, Adam, here's your type. Beth, here's your type. And, and more importantly, here's how the two types interact together. And as we're sitting in her office reading this, we both had the same thought, like someone's been hiding in the bushes outside our house <laughs> watching us. And it was us to a T, and we had no idea. And then we went on, and by changing how we prayed together, by changing how we approached things, you know, all of this, we're so happy now. Mm-hmm. Not to say we don't have disagreement. We, we have mm-hmm. our arguments from time to time, but we know how to navigate and uh, it, it makes all of the difference. Well, Zip Beautiful. and Kathy, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, again, we'll, we'll put the link in the description of the podcast here, but it's matermedia.org, mm-hmm. and there's a, a bunch of great resources. Spoiler alert, you're going to find more there than just celebrate Catholic marriage experience. <laughs> there's a lot of great resources there, and hopefully you'll be inspired to leave this at your parish or among your group of Catholic married couple friends, wh- mm-hmm. whatever it may be, mm-hmm. uh, and, and journey through this together. And in the meantime... Have a great day because this is now the end of our podcast.